The Central Division trio of now clinched playoff team entries vying for the Central Division title all reach a hundy in point total. Forgive me if I'm seeing green as the real season nears go. Feels like Texas Hold'em only in the way Dallas has held on to the top spot in the Central Division most of this season. But the chips are all in on the table with three games left to determine the seeding order. One more draw of three games to be played for each that is to simplify meaning being in the two versus three division matchup against one of the other two or seeing seattle in round one of the stanley cup playoffs by winning the central division and that's why of the three ask any of them colorado dallas or minnesota why finishing first is a goal no disrespect the first time playoff balance seattle but they seem like a better opponent to have to be playing against than the Division 2-3 series will be. And the expansion Kraken storylines will fit for whatever Central Division team does get the division title versus first wildcard matchup, however the cards unfold. Seattle is loaded with ex-Central Division-infused player roster that will provide each team with ample storylines against whoever Central Division team they face. For Colorado, it's former Avs goalie Seattle's Philip Grubauer trying to outshine Colorado's latest goalie, Alexander Gorgiev. And although on injury reserve, member of last year's Colorado Cup team forward Andre Burakovsky would also get to face his former team. For Dallas, they would meet former star defensemen that went with them to the Bubble Cup Final in Seattle's Jamie Oleksiak. For Minnesota, they would meet former wild defenseman Carson Soucy and forward Ryan Donato. Also, other former Central Division team players like Jaden Swartz, Vince Dunn, Ellie Tovalin, Brandon Tanev all have old divisional experience to draw upon. And while it isn't a lock officially based on remaining schedule, L.A. should finish ahead of Seattle in the Pacific Division. It's Colorado playing with house money as the defending champs control their own destiny, so they see green both in the teams trying to catch them as well as in the mile-high air. Dallas in the black and greens pathway just needs to win out but have Colorado lose once in regulation to be able to claim first using the first tiebreaker regulation wins. It's that close. The Minnesota Wild Green will likely have to play the division team who doesn't finish first because both Colorado and Dallas faltering in the final three games played left for each is what's required for Minnesota to come out on top. And that can be blamed on what happened versus Vegas that stays in Vegas. But that one out of four possible points for Minnesota means first is even winning out, but also just one more Colorado or two more Dallas wins from being impossible to obtain neither has to win out at this point to finish ahead of minnesota let's go all in with our central division triple crown battle 300 Welcome to Central Division Hockey, the podcast. I'm your NHL outsider and Central Division expert, Tim Bigelow. After the conclusion of Sunday, March 9th's NHL games that had Colorado make up the game in hand, they had on Dallas and Minnesota in the pursuit of the Central Division crown. All three teams having 100 points and up and clinched playoff spots for the postseason. The seeding remains undecided. 
None of the teams have the same point total entering Monday, April 10th's games, all with three games left to play and none versus each other. But we do look at the final two Colorado had head-to-head, one versus Dallas and one versus Minnesota, to get to this point. Still, the point separation between first Colorado and third spot Minnesota is four points with Dallas in between. The primary game recap is always put win or lose with the division team with the better record. For this podcast, it means Colorado's games with both Dallas and Minnesota are found in the Colorado segment off the top. Defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado now with the best record in the Central Division is where we begin. Colorado's lone loss was in the divisional game to Minnesota that essentially met with games in hand. Colorado collected the most points with an extra win while matching Dallas's wins plus one and Colorado with a better record over the same stretch as Minnesota, the only loss Colorado had. The Avs find themselves atop the Central Division headed into Monday, April 10th's games. Colorado is 6-1-0 since we last checked in, 49-24-6, 104 points in 79 games played, 6.58 point percentage, 34 regulation wins, 2 points up on Dallas, 4 points up on Minnesota. Colorado's in control of its own destiny on winning a third consecutive division title, although the caveat this includes the one-year inter-division short schedule season West Division title from two years ago. Here's Colorado's game recaps as we pick up from March 27th. Anaheim open scoring with a net front redirection goal on a Colorado defensive zone turnover. Two minutes, eight seconds past the first midpoint. Colorado's Bo Byram's point sidewall wrister. Far side seeing eye goal through traffic with four minutes, 17 seconds left in the first. Has Colorado's Nathan McKinnon's short side shelf goal through traffic as he weaves from the goal line to the top of the circle with eight seconds left in the first. First, putting Colorado up 2-1 to one after 1. Colorado Jack Johnson skates along the blue line. Fires a point wrister goal through traffic for his first goal of the year as Anaheim goalie John Gibson slid away from his goal crease and it went straight in 2 minutes 5 seconds into the second. In minute 41 seconds after Colorado's Val Nishnuskin's below low circle one-timer goal on the crossing pass from McKinnon adds to Colorado's lead. 4-0 Colorado after 2. 4 minutes 22 seconds into the third Colorado Sam Gerrard's rebound power play goal as Anaheim goalie Gibson bats down a puck that was going high and wide of the net into the slot area to then be out of position to make the save. 5-1 Colorado road win. Colorado goalie Jonas Johansson, one goal against 29 saves, picks up the win in net as starter Alexander Gorgiev gets a night off. Three minutes, 24 seconds into the first, Minnesota's Marcus Johansson's net side, short side goal on a between-the-legs backhand. Cross-crease pass by Joel Eriksson-Eck. Open scoring after Colorado goalie Alexander Gorgiev's puck-clearing effort goes directly to Minnesota in the offensive zone. Colorado's Bo Byram's breakaway out of the penalty box far blocker side goal, 43 seconds past the first midpoint, ties it before Minnesota Sam Steele's net front battle skate-to-stick backhanded goal with 3 minutes 58 seconds left in the first. 2-1 Minnesota after 20. 50 seconds to the game's midpoint, Minnesota's Frederick Goudreau's starting from the defensive zone, finishing roof, forehand glove, breakaway shorthanded goal with Colorado's Kale McCarr in pursuit unsuccessfully is a low marker of the middle frame. 3-1 Minnesota through 40. 
In the back half of the third, Colorado's Lars Ellers, top of the paint, redirect goal with 6 minutes, 19 seconds left, makes it a one-goal game. With 33 seconds left in the third, it's Minnesota's Goudreau's second shorty of the game, flip from the Minnesota end down into the empty net. Colorado 4-2 home loss to Divisional Minnesota. Minnesota goalie Philip Gustafson, two goals against 42 saves, outdueling Colorado goalie Alexander Gorgiev's three goals against 25 save night. Colorado's Nathan McKinnon's high danger slot short side 1T blast goal off the cycle, 8 minutes 54 seconds into the first, open scoring 1-0 Colorado off the run. Colorado book in the second with goals. Colorado's Logan O'Connor's curl and drag high slot 5-hole goal off the rush, 6 minutes 4 seconds into the second. Dallas Tyler Sagan's net side tip as a crossing pass gets deflected on route for the power play goal, a minute 54 seconds past the game's midpoint before a late Colorado point shot wrist through short side power play goal McKinnon second of the game off a Colorado offensive zone face-off win with 13 seconds left in the second 3-1 Colorado through two Dallas's Wyatt Johnston puts a net front scramble roof 51 seconds to the thirds midpoint Colorado challenge for goalie interference after review Dallas's Ryan Suter's push on Colorado's Logan O'Connor into Colorado goalie Alexander Gorgiev negates the goal it's in the last five minutes of the third. Colorado's Val Nishnushkin gets a net side tip empty netter on a pass from Miko Rantanen with three minutes, eight seconds left in the third. Dallas's Joe Pavelski's net front screen and tip power play goal on a point shot from Jason Robertson with a minute, 16 seconds left is followed by another Colorado empty net goal by Miko Rantanen who goes crossbar down and in from his own blue line with 12 seconds left in the third. Colorado 5-2 home divisional win over Dallas. Four minutes, 29 seconds into the first, Colorado's Jack Johnson's point shot blast short side goal off a San Jose defender off the cycle open scoring. Five seconds shy of two minutes later, Colorado's Evan Rodriguez's backhand in the paint rebound goal puts Colorado up two to nothing after 20. And San Jose two on one keep far side shelf goal, two minutes, 55 seconds past the game's midpoint in the second is matched by Colorado's Nathan McKinnon's one-timer blast that powers through five hole on former wild San Jose goalie Capo Kakinen from the top of the circle off a face-off win with two minutes six seconds left in the middle frame 3-1 Colorado through 40 San Jose get a slot flip power play goal on the behind the goal line pass five minutes 50 seconds into the third then tied the game on a net front spin and fire short side shelf goal off a wraparound rebound stop by Colorado goalie Alexander Gorgiev seven minutes 11 seconds into the third that forces overtime Colorado goalie Gorgiev stops a San Jose 2 on 0 two minutes 16 seconds into overtime three minutes 13 seconds into three on three OT Colorado's McKinnon's breakaway slot blocker side goal for his second of the night is the OT winner Colorado 4-3 OT road win San Jose goalie Kakinen had to make 10 more saves while allowing only one more goal against than Colorado goalie Gorgiev the teams met again with a day off in between San Jose open scoring on a slot rebound goal with four minutes 17 seconds left in the first but Colorado respond with Miko Rantanen's net front rebound five hole goal for his 50th of the year first time in his career to do that with three minutes 15 seconds left 1-0 after 1. 2 minutes 32 seconds into the second, Colorado Rantanen's backhanded flip goal for his second of the game as Evan Rodriguez steals a puck from behind the San Jose net, goes to the slot to soft dish on the setup. 
That is followed by Colorado Nathan McKinnon's point shot five-hole goal through layers of traffic at 7 minutes 19 seconds of the middle stanza. Colorado's Rantanen's hat-trick net front tap and backdoor goal on a cross-crease pass from McKinnon is scored 47 seconds later. That ends former Wild San Jose goalie Kapokakinen's night. A San Jose net side goal off the cycle 35 seconds after with Colorado Ben Myers' five-hole goal up the middle off the rush with 4 minutes 52 seconds left in the second, 5-2, Colorado through two. Colorado's Myers off the skate slot goal for his second of the game on the off the rush interchange and feed with Alex Newhook. Three minutes 12 seconds into the third is a lone marker of the final frame. Colorado 6-2 road win in the rematch. After a scoreless first, Colorado's Dennis Melgan's net front tip goal off the cycle goes off the back glass onto the top netting of the goal, then bounces off of L.A. goalie Phoenix Copley in his crease and into the L.A. net a minute 28 seconds into the second open scoring. A minute two seconds later, Colorado's Alex Newhook's forehand backhand breakaway five-hole goal adds to it before an L.A. pair of goals. L.A.'s first goal off the rush goes off of Colorado defense Devin Taves and far side in five minutes four seconds after. Former Pred L.A.'s Victor Arvidsson's power play goal from the dot goes off Colorado defense Taves skate and five hole two minutes 55 seconds after the first midpoint two all after 40. A minute 50 seconds into the third Colorado's Brad Hunt's short side point blast goal off an offensive zone faceoff win and Colorado's Melgan's net side goal off the cycle on a cross slot pass for his second of the game six minutes 18 seconds into the third has LA get a four on two short side keep goal from the top of the circle off the rush 26 seconds after but Colorado goalie Alexander Gorgiev shuts the LA comeback door closed. Gorgiev with three goals against with 38 saves the difference with Colorado only having 21 shots on goal in a 4-3 road win. With four seconds left, Colorado's Alex Cogliano gets called for a high hit on LA's Adrian Kempe that led to misconduct penalties additionally to Colorado's Miko Rantanen and LA's Kempe. On the second game of back-to-backs for Colorado, Colorado's JT Confer's net side flip goal off the cycle, 15 seconds past the first midpoint, open scoring. 1-0 Colorado after 1. Colorado's Miko Rantanen's from the sidewall to the slot backhander goal through a screen off the cycle 3 minutes 58 seconds past the game's midpoint is responded by two late Anaheim goals. The first, high slot off the cycle, blocker side-wired goal with 4 minutes 45 seconds left in the second, followed by a second, a breakaway backhanded 5-hole goal with a minute 51 seconds left in the middle period. 2 all through 2. Anaheim get a pair of goals early in the third at 5 minutes 18 seconds, a high slot 5-hole goal through traffic to have their first lead and a net front tip goal that initially is saved, but the rebound goes in off Colorado defenseman Sam Gerrard 2 minutes 7 seconds later to give Anaheim insurance. But Anaheim has penalties catch up to them. Colorado's Ranton and short side one-timer power play goal for his second of the game from the circle with 7 minutes 51 seconds left. And Nathan McKinnon's far side one-time blast power play goal from the circle 3 minutes 19 seconds later forces overtime with the teams tied at 4 after 3. With 45 seconds left in overtime, it's Colorado's McKinnon's one-timer short side shelf 4-on-3 power play goal for his second of the game that is the OT winner. Colorado 5-4 OT road win. Colorado with a 46-23 shot on goal advantage.
Here's a narrative as Colorado sits first in a central division with three games to play and the tougher schedule of the three division teams left. Colorado won't win out because they barely beat bottom dweller team Anaheim and got outstanding goaltending to steal a game in LA as well as needing OT in the first win of the two-game set over San Jose in this stretch. However, to the contrary, hockey doesn't work on style points as much as Anaheim's Trevor Triple Zegras wishes it did. So the defending Stanley Cup champions were rather clutch and have been finding ways to win mostly in real hockey game time with uh, two shootout wins in March as an aside but otherwise point is picking up the points to be first is what matters and Colorado is completing the mission therefore Colorado winning out with one assured playoff bound team Edmonton to play and two trying to get to the dance Winnipeg and Nashville Colorado should win out and win the division in what can be best described as the most unexpected way after everyone expected they would. Can't remember the total number of different players who have played, but for Colorado this year, it has ellipsed the COVID season that required the bigger roster sizes to complete. That's the injuries this team's hand was dealt that they have fought and continue to fight through the most in any one season. On D, the longest out has been Josh Manson, lower body who hasn't played since March 1st, D time on ice leader and D point leader. Kale McCarr is in and out, but out lower body since game versus Dallas April 1st. Defenseman Bo Byram, illness listed day-to-day, missed the last two games played. His total games won't reach half a season's worth due to injuries. Up front, Arturi Lekkonen's finger, last played March 13th. Darren Helm, lower body, who missed most of the season injured, was reported done for the season with his latest injury. And yes, the captain, Gabe Landeskog, has yet to play this year. Everyone else is playing, including backup goalie Pavel Francouz. He picked up the win over Anaheim, making 19 saves with four goals against. His first game since February 7th. Up front, Miko Rantanen's 54 goals now leads the offense, and he's over 100 in points now with 102, having been one of four Avs to play in every game so far this year. Nathan McKinnon with 107 points. 37 of them goals. In fewer games played than Rantanen leads Colorado in points, while defenseman Kill McCarr, when he does play, is over point-per-game production, 66 points and 60 games played. And as hard as it was for Rantanen to get the recognition while putting together his first 50-goal campaign, injured to have only played 50 games, Val Nishnushkin's 47 points is another av that is near to point-per-game production. Now injured, Lekkonen reached 20 goals, a game that he was injured that has him out now. Colorado, through adversity, still enters the playoffs not at full health, but also in as good a spot to defend the title from while having the knowledge of what's required to win, but also a full season of whoever is playing needs to contribute while the game breakers put Colorado over. Probably not betting they don't find a way to grab the points and home ice for at least the first two rounds by winning the Central Division. In 2019-20, injuries caught up to Colorado while playing with their third-string goalie, Michael Hutchinson. Remember him in round two as Colorado fell in game seven? Probably not. This is a better Colorado team, but that might be a comparative benchmark for this year's better but injury challenge group. 
Colorado's division head-to-head record 17-5-1. Colorado will be home to play Edmonton Tuesday, then Divisional Winnipeg Thursday, before traveling to Nashville to finish off on the road on a back-to-back to complete the regular season Friday. As for strength of schedule, how about this? Edmonton, who plays Colorado, is the only playoff-bound clinch team any of Colorado, Dallas, or Minnesota play. Divisional playoff wildcard hopefuls, one of Winnipeg and Nashville, could make the playoffs, one of them. So, neither entering Monday are eliminated yet, officially. Winnipeg and Nashville will both play Minnesota and Colorado. Therefore, Colorado's schedule is the most difficult, but still one Colorado you would expect to run the table. But the wins Colorado had in L.A. and Anaheim were way closer than you'd expect them to have been. So, the Central Division title is not official till it is official. As we move to second place Dallas, Dallas's lone loss to Colorado was the team's only loss, and yet Colorado didn't lose more over the same stretch that the games in hand Colorado had put them into first in the Central Division with three games in hand for each team left. Winning out for Dallas in combo with at least one Colorado regulation loss would give the Stars using the regulation wins first tiebreaker the ability to finish first if the teams end up tied in points at the end of the year. Also, if the teams hold serve with Colorado 1 and Dallas 2, it assures them of not playing each other in round 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Dallas went 5-1-0 since we last checked in. 44-21-14 for a hundy and 2, 102 points, in 79 games played. Dallas, with 36 regulation wins, is first if the standings tiebreaker is required. 646 point percentage. That loss was a costly blemish as Dallas's lone loss was the most important as it was against Colorado, the team Dallas with Minnesota is battling for the division title with. Dallas wins that game and they would be tied, but with Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota all at 79 games played, Colorado is up two points on Dallas for first. Here's the game recaps for Dallas. We pick up March 27th with Dallas having four divisional games over their next six games played. Dallas's Tyler Sagan's slot. Five-hole goal, open scoring, finishing a three-on-two Dallas rush, five minutes, 45 seconds into the first. Dallas's Colin Miller's short side wrister power play goal from the top of the circle with a minute and a second left in the first makes it 2-0 Dallas after 20. Dallas's Joe Pavelski slot tip goal on a point shot off the forecheck started by Pavelski to the cycle. The lone tally in the middle frame, a minute 24 seconds past the game's midpoint. 3-0 Dallas through 40. Dallas's Luke Glenn Dennings slot tap on the 2-on-1 feed from Ty Delandria for a shorthanded goal. 7 minutes 4 seconds into the third has Glenn Denning clip Chicago goalie Alex Stalock after his goal in a collision. Glenn Denning looks to try but was unable to avoid. Stalock stayed in the game but with three minutes 37 seconds left he was given a game misconduct penalty prior chicago's tyler johnson's net front scramble goal 33 seconds past the third's midpoint ended dallas goalie jake oninger's shutout bid one goal against 17 saves while chicago goalie alex stalock makes 26 saves allowing four goals against dallas 4-1 road win over divisional chicago a minute 23 seconds into the first, Dallas's Joe Pavelski net front has the point shot go off of him and in to open scoring. Arizona's Yuso Valamaki's point shot blast, short side power play goal through traffic ties it four minutes nine seconds after. Arizona's Connor Mackey's far side slot goal jumping up to Corral, a net front scramble with four minutes 46 seconds left in the first, 2-1 Arizona after one. 
53 seconds into the second, Dallas's Rope hints his far side shelf goal from just below the dot off the cycle, part of a two-goal middle stanza for Dallas. With 22 seconds left in the second, Dallas's Jason Robertson's high slot zinger stop-up wired glove side goal gives Dallas back the lead. 3-2 Dallas through two. Dallas had two more goals in the third, a net front screen and five-hole tip power play goal by Dallas's Jamie Benn from the point shot pass, four minutes, 56 seconds in, and Max Domi's empty netter winning a defensive zone clear race to the puck with a minute and a second left in the third for his 20th of the year combined between Dallas and Chicago. Dallas 5-2 road win over Divisional Arizona. Dallas's 5-2 road loss to Divisional Colorado is in the Colorado segment of this podcast. A minute 51 seconds into the first, Dallas's Ty Delandria looks to open scoring, finishing off a Dallas 3-on-2 rush, but it comes off the scoreboard after the offside review confirms it was. 4 minutes 21 seconds into the first, Dallas's Ropa Hintz's slot far side post and end goal as Dallas's top line goes from off the rush to the cycle to officially open scoring. one nothing Dallas after one. Dallas's Colin Miller's point shot blast goal as after missing high off the offensive zone faceoff win the first time, Dallas recalibrates and scores 2 minutes 31 seconds past the game's midpoint. And Dallas's Joe Pavelski's top of paint soft spot in the Nashville PK coverage deflection power play goal on a pass from Nero Haskinen from the top of the circle with 3 minutes 53 seconds left in the second has it 3 nothing Dallas after 2. Dallas's Jason Robertson's far side over the pad under the blocker power play goal as he skates into the circle dot 8 minutes 29 seconds into the third gives Robertson 100 points for the year and that's the first Dallas player to reach the milestone in a single season. Dallas's Tyler Sagan short side shelf in tight goal off the rush give and go with Robertson five minutes 37 seconds left in the third is Sagan's 20th goal of the year and that's finally answered by a Nashville goal as defenseman Cal Foote's short side post and in goal from the dot off of a broken play 47 seconds after foils Dallas goalie Scott Wedgwood's shutout bid with less than five minutes left in the game. One goal against 26 saves in his return from a lower body injury after six weeks in which Wedgwood's last start was February 18th. Dallas 5-1 home win over Divisional Nashville. Dallas's Jason Robertson's second effort initial shot block puts it far side roof after for a power play goal off the rush started from inside the Dallas defensive zone with two seconds left in the first he opens scoring one nothing Dallas after 20 Dallas's Joe Pavelski's net side double tipped short side power play goal as in the high slot Jamie Ben tips the mural Heskin in point shot then Pavelski does a minute four seconds into the second it sparks a three goal middle Dallas frame Dallas Colin Miller's joining the rush to create a four on three to score far side blocker from the slot a minute seven seconds to the game's midpoint and Dallas's Robertson second of the game and 45th of the year from the hash marks lifted short side off of a Pavelski four check steal 55 seconds past the game's midpoint a Philadelphia low circle short side goal with six minutes 44 seconds left in the second is the last marker and ends Dallas Coy Jake Oninger's shutout bid Dallas 4-1 through 40 that holds through a scoreless third to be a Dallas home win final. Vegas with a breakaway lifted glove side goal set up on a sidewall chip at the Dallas blue line springs Vegas with five minutes 39 seconds left in the first to open scoring. One nothing Vegas after one. 
Dallas's Yoel Kivirantis, two-on-one keep, far side over the pad under the blocker goal. Off the rush, two minutes, 59 seconds past the game's midpoint is a lone marker of the second. Also, similarly, like Vegas's goal with a Dallas chip at the Vegas blue line to spring Kivi. Tied at two through two. Scoreless third and overtime solves nothing thanks to Dallas's Joe Pavelski's back check that prevents a Vegas rebound wraparound attempt from ending the game 54 seconds into overtime. Dallas, 2-1 shootout home win, picking up the extra important point. As mentioned earlier in the pod, the lone loss to Colorado could be the difference in Colorado, not Dallas finishing first. And also in a previous pod, I at least liked I was playing Colorado based on the team's identity styles for a first round matchup. Had Colorado not won in L.A. Saturday night, it would have allowed Dallas to control its own destiny. Instead, Dallas needs Colorado to end up at worst tied in points with them. And if Colorado wins out or gets two wins and even a loser point, Colorado will finish ahead in points. And the regulation tiebreaker Dallas has won't factor in to who finishes first. Dallas has to focus on what it does, winning out over teams you would expect Dallas to beat, Detroit and St. Louis over the next three, but both teams will show up trying to steal a win, even though neither are going to be playoff bound. It feels Colorado's strength of remaining schedule is harder now, but it still doesn't feel hard enough to expect a Colorado like Dallas can't win out over the next three, but Dallas can only win out and hope Colorado gets beat in regulation at least once for Dallas to finish atop the Central Division. Welcome back, backup goalie Scott Wedgwood, who returned and contributed in Dallas picking up a win and also allow starter Jake Oninger a deserved night off while still chasing the division crown. In fairness, Dallas might, if Wedgwood hadn't missed as much time, picked up a pair of points in games AHL depth goalie Matt Murray couldn't deliver on as we covered last pod. Jason Robertson's set a new single season high point total for Dallas ellipsing Mike Badano's old mark, but quickly Robertson also pushed the new franchise mark over the 100-point threshold, and we'll see what it ends at, 103 points and counting. Robertson needs five goals to get to 50 goals, and he's definitely capable of scoring multiple goals in a game. It almost seems like one of these last three would have to be a hat-trick game, but we'll see. His goal-scoring streaks were all in December or earlier as far as multiple three-plus games. So he has three games to get five more goals, and it is more than possible but it isn't a lock, it happens. Rope Hints and Jamie Benn are 30-plus goal getters now, with Joe Pavelski four shy of the 30-goal plateau, and he's picked up his pace, so there's a possibility he could reach that too. Tyler Sagan and Wyatt Johnson, 20-plus goal seasons as well. As under the new coach, Pete DeBoer, Dallas did seem to find more offense. The injury to forward Mason Marchment, who last played March 13th in the second game of the Seattle two-game set, remains out with a knee injury that was projected March 16th to be a four-week timeline. It has allowed Dallas to bring up defenseman Thomas Harley, 21, who has an assist in three games played in bottom pair minutes. However, it has also meant Niles Lundquist last suited up March 25th. Between Harley and vet Joel Hanley, the other Dallas D that has ended up playing instead. Simple round one matchup theory, if Dallas can finish first in the Central Division, they will play Seattle, a structured four-line team with less game breakers than Dallas has, and based on the stats, not as good of 
goaltending either. Don't care how you view it. Dallas versus Seattle in round one is a preferred matchup than Dallas playing Colorado or Minnesota in round one would be. Minnesota more preferred Dallas matchup than Colorado, although I think the Minnesota 2.0 Wild preferred Dallas Minnesota 1.0 to Colorado in round one as well. Dallas's division head-to-head record 16-4-4. Dallas has three regular season games left. Two on the road beginning Monday in Detroit to play in Divisional St. Louis Wednesday for a back-to-back home-and-home that finishes up Thursday in Dallas to end the Stars' regular season. Finally on the podcast, we focus our attention to Minnesota, who lost two games in the stretch. Dallas and Colorado only lost one in regulation. The tougher Minnesota schedule included playing Vegas twice in a home-and-home, and and a Pittsburgh team desperate to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference was just enough to fall into third in the Central Division by the narrowest margins for Minnesota. When you factor in, Minnesota won the pivotal head-to-head final game versus Colorado and remain four points back now even doing so. It shows how difficult staying first was truly going to be. Minnesota ends up 3-2-1 since our last Minnesota luck. 45-24-10, a hundy, even 100 points in 79 games played. 633 point percentage, 33 regulation wins. As all of Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota have played 79 games, Minnesota is two points back of Dallas for second and four points back of Colorado for first. The Minnesota game recaps as we catch up from March 27th. With a minute 43 seconds left in the first, Minnesota's Jake Middleton skates from the point to just inside the high circle for a far side goal to open scoring. 1-0 Minnesota after one. It's a pair of goals for Minnesota in the second at the hands of Matt Boldy. Five minutes 38 seconds into the second, a blocker's side shelf from the hash marks power play goal is the first on a cross seam pass and a far side goal through traffic his second after Boldy cycles with the puck round to the circle to the dot off a Minnesota face-off win with five minutes, one second left in the second. Minnesota's Marcus Johansson's breakaway blocker side shot beats former Av Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer, but not the crossbar and the far side post to stay out with four minutes, 26 seconds left in the second. Three nothing Minnesota after two. 50 seconds into the third, Matt Boldy's wired far side one-timer from the slot goal completes the Hattie off the Minnesota forecheck. That ends Seattle goalie Grubauer's night. Four goals against, seven saves. 21 seconds past the third's midpoint. Minnesota's Ryan Hartman's far side off the rush goal comes just before former Blue Seattle Jaden Schwartz falling, throwing the puck net front after a far side post rebound that goes back into Minnesota goalie Marc-Andre Florian in the net, ending Flower's shutout bid. Flower Steller, one goal against, 35 save performance between the pipes. Minnesota 5-1, home win. Minnesota's 4-2 road win over Divisional Colorado's game recap is in the podcast Colorado segment. Minnesota Matt Boldy's net side tip goal on a point shot five minutes into the game open scoring prior to Vegas registering a shot on goal. Five seconds to the first midpoint, Vegas get the first of two goals. The first, a far side slot goal off the cycle and the second off a faceoff win from the top circle sidewall far side glove goal with three minutes 47 seconds left in the first. 2-1 Vegas after 20. A Vegas high slot roof glove goal regaining the rebound off an off the rush chance two minutes 21 seconds into the second 
second is the lone tally of the middle frame. 3-1 Vegas through 40. In the third, Vegas add an empty net goal with a minute 14 seconds left in the game as Minnesota defenseman John Klingberg's back pass to Jarrett Spurgeon creates a turnover inside the Vegas blue line for Vegas to score off the rush. Minnesota 4-1 road loss. Former Jet Vegas goalie Laurent Brassois won goal against 29 saves while making 10 less saves than former Vegas Minnesota goalie Marc-Andre Fleury who had 39 saves, 3 goals against. Mason Shaw left in the first with what is now known to be a torn ACL, the second in his career. It's season ending as he will have surgery next week. A second to the first midpoint of Vegas net front tip and screen goal off a point shot off the cycle open scoring one nothing Vegas after one. Minnesota's Brandon Duhame's far side slot goal off the rush keep three minutes 36 seconds into the second ties it. Minnesota's John Klingberg skating along the blue line fired across the green wrister top glove shelf power play goal through traffic comes three minutes 57 seconds past the game's midpoint. 23 seconds shy of three minutes after a Vegas short side goal blast from distance on a drop pass upon zone entry evens it until Minnesota's Matt Boldy's slot goal as off the rush Boldy and Erickson Eck give and go with 41 seconds left in the second. 3-2 Minnesota through two. Vegas with 35 seconds left in the third score. A six on five high slot shelf game time goal off the cycle to force overtime. Minnesota lose 4-3 at home in a shootout, picking up the loser point. Minnesota picking up one of four possible points in the home-and-home home with a day off in between between Vegas and Minnesota. With four minutes, 58 seconds left in the first, a Pittsburgh far side, short side lifted goal from the sidewall off a face-off win open scoring, one nothing pens after 20. 53 seconds past the game's midpoint, a Pittsburgh far side roof power play goal from the circle as a low marker of the middle stanza. Prior to the goal, Minnesota's Joel Erickson Eck blocked a slap shot that had him leave the game, and he did not return. 2-0 Pittsburgh through 40. It's former Wild Pittsburgh's Jason Zucker joining the rush late. Short side through a net front screen goal, 2 minutes 58 seconds into the third as three Minnesota defenders collapse to the net to create space for Zucker trailing on the play. Minnesota's Marcus Johansson's 5-on-3 wrap and fortuitous off a Pittsburgh skate in the crease and in power play goal, 2 minutes 21 seconds to the third's midpoint. That gets the Wild on the scoreboard. This was textbook Zuccarello and Johansson place holding where Kaprizov is below the goal line if he were in the lineup. Two man advantage Minnesota power play setup. Pittsburgh got another off the rush tic tac tip slot goal with six minutes 52 seconds remaining in the game. Minnesota 4 1 road loss. Oscar Sunquest left with a lower body injury. St. Louis's Sammy Blaze nut front high tip goal on Justin Falk's point wrister five minutes 19 seconds into the first open scoring. Minnesota Ryan Hartman shorthanded goal a minute 17 seconds past the first midpoint on a soft pass at the Minnesota blue line by St. Louis allows Hartman to clear the zone and give chase. St. Louis goalie Jordan Bennington decides to try to skate out to poke check it inside the St. Louis blue line away from Hartman who wins the race gets it by the sprawled out Bennington to then collect it and deposit a backhand tuck into the vacated St. Louis net. It's followed by Sam Steele shorty 20 seconds after as Hartman steals a puck from St. Louis in the neutral zone to set up Steele with a backhand sauce going to the net for a backhand forehand cross the grain shelf goal 2-1 Minnesota after one.
In the back half of the second, Minnesota's Frederick Goudreau's short side power play goal from the dot off the rush with 5 minutes 33 seconds left and Minnesota's Jarrett Spurgeon's backhand 5-hole tuck goal on a 2-on-1 with Sam Steele with 35 seconds left as Minnesota scored 2 in the second, 4-1 Minnesota through 2. A minute 11 seconds into the third, St. Louis's Jake Neighbors short side post and then keep goal off the rush from the top of the circle and St. Louis's Pavel Bushnevich's backdoor tap goal as Nick Luddy feeds it from the point through to the paint at 7 minutes 51 seconds into the third to make it a one-goal game. Minnesota's Jonas Bonin's empty net goal from his defensive zone dot and down the ice with a minute 53 seconds left is the insurance marker. Minnesota 5-3 home win over divisional St. Louis. Minnesota goalie Philip Gustafson making 37 saves, three goals against, while St. Louis goalie Bennington 25 saves, four goals against. Gustav Nyquist had two assists in his wild debut after being acquired at the trade deadline from Columbus. Kirill Kaprizov, pointless in his return after a 13-game absence, played 20 minutes, 26 seconds, time on ice. Did anyone look at the trade deadline additions Minnesota made and think there are some key contributors that will come out given the new depth that Minnesota had? Or what did happen? More injuries made the lineup decisions for wild coach Dean Evanston instead. The latest center, Joel Eriksonek, is listed week to week with the lower body injury. Oscar Sundquist listed day to day with a lower body injury as well. Both occurred in the Pittsburgh game. The last game recap, the St. Louis game sees goal and point team leader Karel Kaprizov return and the debut of forward Gustav Nyquist. Matt Boldy reaches the 30-goal mark, doubling his rookie season 15-goal campaign, and he heated up while Kaprizov with 39 to lead the team was out injured. Yet, it's Eriksson Ek, one of two 20-goal getters this year for Minnesota, that is now out. And most non-Wild fans won't think much of Mason Shaw being lost for this season, but he was a key penalty kill contributor and had 17 points in 59 games played, a quietly good fourth-line contributor who fought to earn and keep a spot on this Minnesota roster, while Tyson Jost was put on waivers and picked up by Buffalo, just to give you the value that Minnesota has for Mason. Prior to this season, Minnesota's Frederick Goudreau has never scored a shorthanded goal. He had two shorthand goals versus Colorado in that divisional game for four this year now. As well, Goudreau with 17 goals has a new career high and a chance at his first 20-goal season, although it's going to be tough to do with three games left. Sunday, GM Bill Gurren announced the three-year entry-level contract signing of defenseman Brock Faber, 20, who was the team captain of the University of Minnesota this season and acquired as part of the trade return for Kevin Fiala going to L.A. Minnesota could win out its schedule. It's in between strength of schedule, Colorado's more, and Dallas less difficult. It's still hard to imagine Colorado going 0-3 and Dallas 1-2 for Minnesota, even winning out to move up from third now. The last tough stretch, probably the difference with one point versus Vegas and the Pittsburgh loss that was a possible six points, five Minnesota didn't get. I mentioned the way less than 500 hockey Colorado and Dallas would need to play while Minnesota would have to win out because Minnesota also does not have the first tiebreaker regulation win advantage. So they need to be ahead in points of either of Dallas and Colorado to secure home ice for the playoffs. All three Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota would rather open the postseason versus Seattle, but it's likely who doesn't win the Central Division that will face Minnesota. 
simply unless some strange score results arrive in the final three games. What is more of a challenge for Minnesota is the lack of continuity of adding at the deadline, but also key injuries down the stretch that hasn't allowed for Minnesota to dress what would be potentially the best roster to begin the playoffs with. However, injuries happen, including in the playoffs. So don't discount Minnesota because of not having that luxury, because here's the counterpoint. Teams can't scout the team Minnesota has yet to put on the ice fully either. Finally, this Minnesota group has a string of tough first-round exits, and they are going to be determined to change that this postseason, and that really makes them the team you don't want to draw in round one if you're Colorado or Dallas. One of them is going to. Minnesota's division head-to-head record 15-7-1. Minnesota have three games in the regular season left, all against division teams below them in the standings. Monday in Chicago, then Minnesota return home to play Winnipeg Tuesday, and then Minnesota travel to finish in Nashville Thursday. Winnable games for Minnesota even while injuries mount, but as has been said throughout, Minnesota will need help even winning out to win the Central Division, though mathematically it's still possible. Next up, it's been a while since we looked at St. Louis, so that's the next stop. That said, for these teams, the planned podcast will put together the teams that end up in the two versus three divisional first round Stanley Cup matchup with a preview. The Central Division winner will have a regular season recap with likely a versus Seattle first round preview. And if Winnipeg or Nashville make the playoffs, that will be the other more difficult game wise versus Vegas preview podcast. St. Louis will have a pair Arizona and Chicago, at least one podcast to wrap up their non-playoff campaign still to go when time permits with the playoffs starting pretty much days after the regular season ends. It's admitting the full plate of covering eight teams is full-time effort that one person alone can't keep pace with. Still going about it as best as I possibly can. Thanks for listening.